The Aggies, the Jazz, the high schools. If it's the sport you care about, we're talking about it. The Full Court Press on Sports Talk Radio, 106.9 FM, 1390 AM. The Fan. What's going on, everybody? Eric Franson, AJ Salveson, on a Thursday. How you doing today, AJ? Good, my friend. How you? How uh, how are you? Jeez, here we go again. How are you? How you do today? How I do good. How I do good. <laughs> Red sun be good. I'm not. <laughs> I'm not very smart today. <laughs> oh shoot, man. Uh, you good though? Everything good? Yeah. I uh, I apologize when you walked into my little Siberia cubicle. Uh, I just got a phone call and then I put the phone down and there's a game that I was playing on my phone for a little bit too. So that was showing. And I'm like, this is just not looking productive. I've been doing work. I swear. Watch some Tom Brady stuff. Uh, his media day, got a chance to, uh, listen to that. Uh, how much Bill Belichick did you watch? None actually, cause there was none to watch. So it was all Tom Brady, which really did cut to the core, you know, um, cause he's in the Super Bowl, but the Patriots aren't, but as a Bucks fan, the Bucks are in the Super Bowl, but Brady's, I don't know, it just doesn't seem right. It doesn't feel right. It feels icky. So here I am. It feels icky. It feels icky. Icky. It really does. That's, I mean, that's, that's a gross word to say, right? But uh, here we are. Uh, so, yeah, I've got some Tom Brady audio. We'll save that for tomorrow, though, uh, as we'll get ready for the Super Bowl. Uh, Bucks and Chiefs in Tampa. <laughs> that's crazy. The Bucks are playing a home Super Bowl. If Brady hasn't done anything more, he just got his team to host their first Super Bowl. That's awesome. Uh, yeah, yeah. Never been done before. Never been done before, and Brady goes and does it with a new team. That's that's just unreal, man. The pinnacle of what LeBron James has done, Brady's doing it, and he's been doing it for a while. You know, LeBron James takes, what, two teams, I guess three teams now to the NBA Finals. Brady yeah. takes two teams to a Super Bowl. Uh, and you see that when both superstars leave their teams, those teams struggle by a lot. And I know there's a big question of is it LeBron or is it Bra- or is me? Is it Brady or is it Belichick? Is it Belichick or is it Brady? Um, you know, we and we can get into this tomorrow, but you know, I've I've done a ton of research on it. I've read articles and such. And I just it's hand in hand. I mean, you got but you got to give credit Brady to Brady and his team. I mean, he's got great receiving corps too. Gronkowski, Chris uh, or Mike Evans, Chris Godwin. He's got a great running game. He's got an incredible defense, something he didn't really have a lot of in New England. So, yeah. So our pick six today is going to be uh, all Super Bowl focused. Which I'm excited because there's a, I have a few of them that are actually off the field that don't consider the game itself. So I'm excited about this. Um, let me see. Uh, mine... You know mine are sh- almost all prop bets. You know what, actually? Actually, they are all prop bets. <laughs> Now they look at them. They're all prop bets. Wait, really? Yes. <laughs> you know what I should do? Actually, I'm going to switch it up. Just I'm going to throw you a spitter ball. Is it a spitter ball? A spitter ball. A spit ball. Mm. Okay. That sounds delicious. Our text in line number is 435-339-0321. 435-339-0321. I want our listeners. I should have asked this way before. Maybe our listeners can help me set some minds. I have a few that I'm kind of scorching through, you know, and just looking at. What does that look for? I can't find. Really? 
your stuff. Okay, I'll I'll come I'll come help you. Don't worry. I'll teach you how to use a computer. <laughs> well, uh, <laughs> not where you said it was. There's only uh, one big file, and I don't think we want. Oh that. shoot! I don't think I did save it. Oh, I think I cut up the audio, but never pushed save. Oh my gosh! It's <laughs> just sitting on your desktop. No, no, I. Oh, you shut it down, and you said, "Oh, I don't." Don't worry. Don't save that. I think I said no to all, and I pushed no to all, and I didn't think that I. And for some reason, I thought I had saved it. I didn't save it. Yeah. Well, I'd explain why I can't find. Okay. It. Well. Oh no. So we will not hear from Craig no, Smith today. You will. You will. I'll cut that up in like I can cut that up in two minutes. I promise. I can do it during commercial break. Um. Oh, that makes me sick to my stomach. How long's the press conference? Oh, it's like twenty. No, it's not long. Cause no, uh, Curious George didn't make it. <laughs> Curious George didn't make it. <laughs> um, I had it open and I closed it. Oh, look at you! Well, it was one big long thing, and I'm not gonna play that. What? People want to hear from uh, Craig Smith. It was f- fourteen minutes. Ah. Dang it. Um, I can cut that up quickly. All right. Uh, anyways, back to my original line before you interrupted me rudely. Eric, I want to throw you a little bit of a knuckleball, Tim Wakefield style. A knuckleball or a spitter ball? I, I have thrown a, lot at me here a today. few lines set up that I've already made. Our text line, 435-339-0321. Send me some Super Bowl lines. And maybe if I like them, maybe I'll use yours instead of mine. Now, it's Super Bowl relative. So it needs to be Super Bowl, but it can be on the field or it can be off the field. All right? And so send me some lines, and maybe I'll use those instead. Maybe I'll let our listeners. Yeah, I, was, me- I was going through looking at, there's some really bizarre, they're, they're called prop bets. Yeah. They're just, you know, typical things are like, who, which, which, uh, Team will score first. Mm-hmm. Uh, what will be the scoring margin? Mm-hmm. Who will have more touchdowns, this player or that player? But there's now, other weird stuff like what will be the first word that. Wait, who's broadcasting the game? Is it CBS or uh, is it Fox? Tony Romo's on the. It's on CBS. So it's CBS. It's on CBS. Oh, good. So good. what will be the first word that Tony Romo will say? And there's like read or. Blitz, or... Yeah. Or no. will he go... Ugh. He has a lot of these common words that he'll say. Which word will be used first? Uh, pandemic or coronavirus? Um, <laughs> who will be mentioned first? Joe Biden or Donald Trump? Yeah, see, like that's the thing, is that it's going to, like... That's the great thing about the pick six Super Bowl styles, because you got so many, like, you know, coin toss, or who's going to win the coin, or what, what is coin going to be heads or tails? How many wardrobe changes will there be during the halftime show? Yeah, how long will the have to how long will the national anthem be? You know, you put a time under that. So yeah, 435-339-0321. Now I only get three lines. So I have, I have to be very, very picky. Yes. And I have to win. So Why? I'll, You've won like two out of the last three. Have I no, I've yeah. like I've won one out of the last nine. No, you've won two out of the last three. Oh, that's right, because you gave me one of those gave me a crappy gift. That's right. I remember that. I, still I need, gave you a good gift. You still need to give that. I've given you two good no, gifts. No, one good gift. Okay. Well, I, one was a multiple, I still need to give multiple your, pieces to that I gift. I still need to. Uh, I can't find my pom-poms. 
Um, yeah, I gave you pom poms. Okay, I gave you okay. an Aggie you stole A. It from your the, kids. the Tower of Old Maine. And it the lights Tower up of Old blue. Maine. It does not light up. It I gave light you up at blue all. It is dead. popcorn. It is dead. The 2020 USU football tower is dead. Nine three one five. What would the line be on how many picks OJ gets right on this? Okay, you know what? <laughs> okay, nine three one five. Cheap shots are not allowed. Okay. Three and a half. <laughs> what would be the line on how many picks AJ gets right on the Super Bowl? Three and a half. Oh, dude, over. I'm feeling confident and saucy about this one. I really am. Uh, yeah. So four three five three three nine zero three two one. Text me some lines and maybe I'll use yours. Maybe I'll let the listeners choose me. Uh, Super Bowl lines. focused. Uh, so that's coming up again. It kicks off Sunday at four thirty on CBS. And here, too, on the fan. It was Kevin Harlan. Yes. Oh, man, I love Kevin. He's so good. I, in fact, you know what? If 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 Jim gets way too excited about things, I'll probably mute the TV and just listen to 106 on the fan and just listen to Kevin Harlan and then time it with the TV. Pull it up on your mobile app. You can listen to oh, it. Oh, yeah. There you go. Right there. Or Wherever you're have at. have a radio nearby. Oh, heck yeah. Yeah. Good stuff. Absolutely. Absolutely. I'll be fun. Can't wait. Can't wait to talk Super Bowl with you tomorrow, man. I'm I'm excited about the game. It's I think it's gonna be one of the better ones we've had. So we do have two other things we want to get through today. Utah Jazz are on the road at Atlanta, taking on the Hawks. No Trey Young. Oh, I hadn't heard that. Yeah, he's out tonight. And so is Bogdanovich. Not Bojan, but the other Bogdanovich. Is Bogdan. it Bogdan? Is it Bogdan? Is that right? From uh, used to play for the Kings. Yeah, he's out as well. Oh man. So here's the thing. Let me and. Actually, here, you can tease the rest of the show, and then we'll get into jazz basketball. Well, just the other thing we needed to discuss is Utah State kind of a big on deal. the road tonight. Yeah, yep. they're uh, in another conference showdown. They're at Fresno State. Bulldogs have played very well at home so far this year, especially Mountain West Conference play. But is it fool's gold? We'll get into that a little bit later on, too. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, let me ask you something. With the jazz, uh, no Trey Young, no Bogdanovich. Does it make the team a little bit more dangerous because we haven't seen a lot of Hawks basketball without Trey Young in there? Well, when they played the Hawks in Utah, they did everything to keep the ball out of his hands. Mm-hmm. And the rest of the team like didn't know what to do. Next, you're not used to having to, the ball percentage being so high without Trey Young being right, such a high-use player. Uh, Jazz beat him 116-92 to 92 that day. Wow, throttled him. Uh, they did a pretty good job of getting the ball out of his hands. Um, he still had like seven assists, a steal, and a block, but he only had four points. Oh, wow. Cam Reddish had 20. Clint Capella had 16. I still can't believe Houston let him go. Uh, that does that makes no sense to me at all. But uh, I think to your point, um, w- with him out, does it make it tougher yeah. to have to plan for it? Do you I say, think the hey, question look. is, you know, what's how strong is their is their backup point guard play? Rajon Rondo, what kind of nights he gonna have? But Rajon's just not gonna say. I mean, I mean, unless you see an 0809 Rondo, you aren't gonna get a whole lot out of the guy. He's just gonna try to play mind games with the Jazz. Right, which, he have he might have some moments, but I don't think he can sustain no, it. For not a consistently. Full game. Yeah, not consistently enough. And the way Mike Connolly's playing right now. Out of his mind. Just incredible. Yeah, out of his mind right now. And and he's like the vintage Mike Conley makes this team so much better. 
I know last year we didn't see a lot of it. This year we are seeing a lot of that vintage Mike Conley. Um, and he has just grown and grown in this system. Offensively, he's gotten so much better. Defensively, he's been awesome. Uh, I Yeah, I like the backcourt favoring the Jazz in tonight's matchup, and I think that's why this game is a runaway for Utah. I agree. I, I think that the Jazz take care of business. Where are they at tomorrow? You know. Uh, tomorrow they are at, isn't it uh, Charlotte? Is it Charlotte? Oh, yeah, it is. And it's a... Uh, Five o'clock game, but we're not airing it because it's got to be basketball. But uh, so yeah, the Jazz are on an East Coast road swing right now. They're at Atlanta tonight, Charlotte tomorrow, and then on Sunday morning, eleven a.m. our time, they're in Indiana. Oof. Pacers so, not a bad team. No, no. Demonte Sabonis, he's playing awesome. Yeah, without all the depot, they're a little bit different. But uh, yeah, they're, they're playing consistent, good basketball. I think they're in the playoff race, right? In the Eastern Conference. Which uh, yeah. isn't saying a whole lot, but Yeah, right now in the uh Eastern Conference standings, Indianapolis, they are uh, the number five team. They're twelve and ten overall. Wow. Okay. Not too shabby. Uh Eric Jazz are still on top. They have the best record in the NBA at sixteen and five. So I know we talked about this yesterday. You know, Jazz had led by 28. Detroit cut it down to four um, before Bogdanovich bailed him out with a couple of threes in the corner. Oh, wow. DeAndre Fox, by the way, going after the NBA while playing in an all-star game. Um, but what what is it that the Jazz are doing to let leads like a 28-point lead just evaporate in minutes? What's going on with that? Well, I think that maybe there's a sense of maybe relaxing a little bit, um, going one-on-one because just extend the game, uh, getting away from, from team ball a little bit. At least that was, I, I felt, the case on Tuesday against Detroit. They uh, started to get into more one-on-one type actions. Jordan Clarkson, he's an elite scorer, but there are some times where he just dribble, 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 I'm going to give you a shoulder shake. I'm going to go between my legs, and I'm going to nod my head back and forth and try to get you off your, your spot, and you'll take 20 seconds off the game clock, uh, and then he'll finally rush a, a shot. Sometimes he gets into that, um, and then he'll realize, oh, sorry, that was bad. I, I screwed up, and Quinn Snyder will like kind of give him the hands up like, come on, man. <laughs> what are you doing? Yeah, so uh, every once in a while they'll get into that, but I'm not. I'm not overly worried about it. Um, You're not? No. I mean, it's not that common. It's happened a few times, but in this run of of wins, what is it, 12 wins in the last 13 games? That really hasn't happened very often. The teams have come back like what Detroit did. So, uh, here's the crazy part. Concerned about it. Is that the Jazz are doing what they're doing, but they're only shooting 39% from three. That's the worst in the Western Conference, is their 39% from deep. But yet they lead the league in uh, three-point shot attempts, um, and I believe they lead the Western Conference as of right now. No, they're third in the Western Conference in assists. So it's crazy. The ball movement's there. But sometimes I feel like we're forcing the three ball too much. Agree or disagree? Uh, I don't know. If, I don't know if I feel like they're forcing the three too much. 
Uh, like the first half against Detroit, it was like 15 assists on 22 made field goals. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's that's sharing the ball. Uh, that's swinging around. Everybody's helping each other out. By the way, that's behind Golden State and the Lakers, so that's not a bad group to be with. No. Um, second half, it was a different story. The assist uh, to field goal ratio was not quite as strong. Oh, Chris Dunn's out tonight, too. I mean, they were missing everybody. DeAndre Hunter's out. Chris Dunn's out. Adjanovic is out. And Trey Young's out tonight. Wow. Yeah, that's not good. Yeah, Jacks. Uh, see, in this situation, I think the Jazz could get a, a healthy lead, and Atlanta throws in the towel and throws in their their third string guys with Sister six guys to go in the, in the yeah. fourth quarter. Yeah, and that's if you can get a again, you're hoping that if you get a twenty plus point lead, you can sit your starters because you have a back to back against Charlotte tomorrow night. And then on Sunday, like you said, we're in Indiana. Yeah. So Atlanta, Charlotte, and Indiana in like the span of four days. That's just that's or three days or whatever it is. That's that's hard to do. Hey, I, I noticed this earlier today when I was reading an article on the Athletic about uh, Rudy Gobert. Okay. Um, one thing that really stood out to me was uh, that something they just kind of kind of threw in there, and I just like stood out to me like glaring light. Like, why are we not talking more about this? The Jazz have a net rating of plus 13.4 when Rudy is on the floor and a minus 2.1 when he's off of it. So that's a 15.1 swing. Wow. Wow. But you think that that's a lot. Yeah. And that's pretty high, but it's not the top, the number one swing guy for the Utah Jazz. Who would that be? It's Mike Connolly. No way. His swing number Twenty three point seven. No way. It's a 23.7 swing when Mike Connolly's on the fl- on the floor compared to when he's not. How? It can't be that much with Did, him. That is, dude's plus that minus good? is just insane this year. I mean, which speaks volumes to him, but also maybe a bit of an indictment about what happens to the team when he's not. <laughs> um, no kidding. That's that's impressive. Uh, well, just a few nights ago, they showed the um, the top two man teams, uh, two man combos in the NBA, and Mike Connolly was a part of three of the top four. Mike Connolly and Rudy Gobert, Mike Connolly and Donovan Mitchell, Mike Connolly and Whoever, whomever it was. Wow. Three of the top four two-man combos okay. involved Mike Conley. <laughs> the guy's just playing out of his mind right So, now. So what's changed? Is it just confidence in the system? Or if it's a, like, has he actually found something like a second breath where he can just all of a sudden do what he... I mean, offensively, he's making great decisions. He's taking good shots. Defensively, he's just a gnat. Like, defensively, he's been really good. Not going under screens, going over screens, recovering quickly, um, and even on switches, like with guys against bigger guys, he's still holding his own. Like, what's got into Mike Conley all of a sudden? I think it's. I really think it's two main things that have stood out to me. Okay, one is just more comfort in the system, uh, understanding the guys that he's with, the, the the coaching staff, and what they're asking of him. Just more time in the system has made a big difference for him. And the other thing too, I think he's he's healthy. Last year, he just had a hard time staying healthy. Um, it was a weird transition for him. He'd been in Memphis his entire career, and it had a certain style and a certain system and a certain type of big man that he always played alongside. And then coming to Utah, it was very different. And 
I think it just took him some time to figure that out. He started to get into that groove right before the shutdown happened. Uh, and now they've had a full off season together. They had the bubble together. And uh, I think he he understands how to play with Rudy Gobert and with Donovan Mitchell and Royce O'Neal. And I think he just he's more comfortable with who these guys are and he's feeling confident in his coach and his coach is confident in him and we're seeing the proof in the pudding. Yeah. I know you and that's that's a great answer. That's a great answer to to what he's doing. Um can he keep that up consistently? I mean, this is a I know it's a 72 game season so it's 10 games shorter, but can he do that consistently especially as we get towards those tough games? Like you, you you've already mentioned it, like mid part of February and on is brutal for the Utah Jazz. And those are the games that they really have to have. You can't go on a losing streak versus playoff teams, especially in the Western Conference, because it will dramatically drop you from you know being in second place or whatever to fifth or sixth. Uh, like so, you have to win those pivotal games, and we're going to need Mike Conley at his best in those games. Yeah, I mean Atlanta, they should be able to get past Atlanta. Should I think yeah, they're absolutely. favored yeah, by like absolutely. eleven points in this mm-hmm. one. Charlotte. Gordon Hayward's having an all-star type of game season for East Coast standards, Eastern Conference standards. I don't know if he'll make it, but um, overall, Charlotte, besides him, eh, not really that no. great. They should get, be able to get past Charlotte okay. Indiana's an up-and-coming team, but the Jazz should still get past them. But that's where it starts to really pick up. The Indiana game, that's a currently a playoff team. Boston, high-level that's playoff That's a tough team. one. Milwaukee, high-level playoff team. Miami, currently outside of the still playoff Still scares mix, me. Tyler and Jimmy Butler still scare the world out of me. Typically a tough team to face. Philadelphia, top team in the East. The, the Clippers, twice. <laughs> uh, then you play Charlotte again. You play Los Angeles Lakers. You play Miami again. I mean, that's like two and a half straight weeks of one great team after another. And the Jazz have a stretch like this every year, don't they? If I'm not mistaken. I swear it's like every year they have like an eight-game uh, stretch of all playoff teams. I mean, they had it last year. I remember that. They had it the year before that, and I think they ended up playing pretty darn well in that stretch. But every year they have that one tough stretch against a quality stretch of good teams, eight, nine playoff contenders, I think six of those end up being within the top four of either of either conference, and so we'll do it again. But uh, I'll but be honest; I'm more confident about this one than I have been in the past. Well, like, and I can't remember exactly which player, jazz player, it was. They're asking him about this upcoming like, stretch of games, mm-hmm. and they were excited about it. Look, we're playing great basketball right now. We yeah. want to go up against these good teams. Good. We want to see really how good we are, and we feel good about. We're healthy. We feel good about how we're doing things. We want to go up against these. And you want him to keep that swag. Like, don't lose that confidence just because you lost one game to a good Denver team. You know what else it means? Hmm. The back half of the schedule is going to be easier on Oh, yeah, absolutely. Do you worry that the Denver loss is a sign of Jazz versus good contending teams? Um, Teams that can just shoot out of their mind at one point and put you in a huge deficit. It's a fair question. I don't know. Maybe it's a sign of how did the Jazz do against a team that's going to be physical with them. Yeah. More so that. I mean, yes, Denver shot out of their minds in that first half. That was very uncharacteristic of Denver. Um, Are there teams in the NBA who can do that on a regular basis? Maybe not quite to that level, but to a pretty high level. Um, So, yeah, I think to to some degree is a bit of a wake-up call. For the Jazz. And then I think Tuesday's game was a bit of a wake-up call, too. You can't let up. Yeah. 
Exactly, and that's what scares me too. Because if you have a 28-point lead versus the Clippers, Boston, Milwaukee, uh, Lakers, if you give them any sort of breathing room to get back into that game, you're done. I mean, if they cut it to four, you're done in that game. You ain't, you ain't getting the lead back. Uh, 9463 texts in, Mike Connolly has the highest swing plus minus in the league. I, I knew well that athletic story said it was really high. I didn't realize it was the, the biggest swing. Um, but uh, Mike Connolly's statistical ranks, the net rating, he's number one in the NBA. Okay. Defensive rating, he's number one. Offensive rating, he's number 24. Plus minus, he's number one. Team wins, he's number one. Defensive win shares, he's number one. Plus minus, he's a one? He's number one? He's number one. You, you look at him night in and night out, this guy's in the mid to upper 20s sometimes. See, now that's an all-star level. I agree. I hope other people recognize this. He is playing like an all-star. But the problem is, is uh, I was just looking at the uh, at the all-star voting right now. Remember, fifty percent of the vote is a, is counted by fans. So that in that alone, you're going to lose, right? Stephen uh, yeah, Stephen Curry, uh, what Luka well, Doncic, Damian Lillard, those guys. Some are idiots get those out votes. there will vote for Clay Thompson. But I mean, and yeah, but still, like Luka Doncic, Damian Lillard. Those are three guards. Like you aren't getting past those guys in the votes if it's a fifty percent van vote. It's just no way. That's just for starters, though, isn't it? Yes, they. Ha- I thought they had something about reserves too. Nope, you're right. It's just starters. I'm sorry, I lied to you. Yeah, Bradley Bill. He's the NBA's leading scorer in that team. That's just sad. They got to get him off that team, just for the sake of his insanity. Uh, 9315 has a uh, pick six suggestion for you. Oh. I'll let you read it. Okay. Since it's your, uh, your, your lines you're looking Here's at. Here's the thing, yeah. So I need more lines, people, because I can't just have one line because it's just going to give it all away, and we don't want to be giving Eric any kind of tips. Ooh, that's a good one. That's a good one. Eric will probably try to blow it on purpose, so he'll say under. <laughs> That's how he. That's how he plays. He plays mind games with me. <laughs> it still almost works. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we got to call a timeout here in the full court press. Well, we'll shift gears. Um, we'll get into our. We've got our pick six that we need to talk about. The six things we think might happen for the Super Bowl. It's a very Super Bowl specific pick six, and then we'll get into uh, Utah State Aggies versus the uh, well, on the road actually at the Fresno State Bulldogs. Will we hear from Craig Smith? I don't know. We'll keep our fingers crossed. I'm working on it. And hope. That's coming up on the Full Court Press. The new home for the Full Court Press. Weekday afternoons from 4 to 6 on Sports Talk Radio, 106.9 FM, 1390 AM. The Fan. Eric France and Ajay Salveson here on a Thursday, getting you ready for Utah State at Fresno State. Uh, Bulldogs, they're pretty good at home. They, um, let's see, they are, what, 7-1 and one at home this season. But, but, those teams that they have played and beat at home are really not that good. Um... Those victories have come against 
two non-Division I opponents, Wyoming, who's 4-6, and six, San Jose, who's 3-9, and nine, and New Mexico, who is 1-11. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Utah State will change that very quickly. <laughs> Let's all hope so. Well, I mean, look. I, they need I, to. I, look, look, the UNLV loss, I felt like reset them. Like They felt like, hey, look, we lost to a good Colorado State team. That's going to happen. But then the UNLV loss, I think, is the one that really got them snapped out of it and reset their minds and said, hey, look, this is, this is for real. If we want any chance, any chance of having a chance to either share or win outright the Mount West Conference regular season championship, we have to win out. We have to win these games. These are must. This is a must win. This series is a must sweep. You can't have a loss. You can't split it. Absolutely. That has to be the mentality. Yes. Has to so, be. And I think that UNLV lost helped get them there mentally. Uh, so here's Coach uh, Craig Smith. This was yesterday meeting yep. with the media before they uh, boarded the plane to head to Fresno where they are tonight. But uh, here's Craig Smith talking about his upcoming series with the Fresno State Bulldogs. Fresno State is, uh, you know, we've had some great games with Fresno State our first two years. Justin Hudson's their coach, does a great job. Um, and we've had some battles. You know, the first year, uh, both the regular season games came right down to the wire. And last year, um, the game here goes into overtime. They make a last-second shot, and we had a pretty tight one at their place as well. So um, a lot of close games, whether it's last two years or even over the uh, the past years. They're a, they're a <clears throat> tough team. they got a lot of new faces in their program. And then, of course, they got hit by COVID as hard as anybody in the country. I think they've had five games canceled. and. Um, played two ninety-one games before their first um, opener and been shut down quite a few times. So, but they're really starting to hit their groove. Um, they've been very, very good at home, seven and one at home. They're big, strong, and athletic. Um, they're going to play a couple seven-footers together at times. Of course, Orlando Robinson's a very good player. Um, he does a lot of different things for them. He's so versatile; can play the four and the five. He's an excellent passer, and then can score it at every. Um, level. They're an excellent offensive rebounding team. I believe they're number two in our league. They have six guys that average over one offensive rebound a game. Um, they get to the free throw line a lot. They're third in the conference with uh, they're third in the Mountain West, averaging seven steals a game. Um, and most of those are steals that are catastrophic, meaning that lead to direct baskets um, the other way. You know, at home, their margins are really good. They're plus 14 points a game at home they're plus seven and a half on the rebounding edge um at home they're just a whole nother team at home which is i would say pretty typical when you have a lot of new guys um in your program we're going to see a lot of man we're going to see some full court pickup whether it's a just man-to-man full court or presses um, we might see a little bit of two two one um dropping back to man or two two one dropping back to um a two three zone so um uh, and then offensively, we're going to see a lot of different stuff, a lot of ISOs, a lot of ball screen stuff, a lot of post touches. They kind of try to hit you in a lot of different fashions. They play a lot of guys. Uh, they play 11 guys, 11 guys in their team average double-digit minutes. And so they're playing a lot of different guys in a lot of different spots. They'll, they'll play up to 14 guys um, a game. So knowing their personnel will be big um, for, for our guys. Um, whether they're shooters, drivers, slashers, rebounders, whatever it might be. So um, we're excited to play again. You know, it's it's kind of interesting. We 
played four games in eight days in six games in 14 days. And now we haven't had a game in eight days and it feels like an eternity. So we've been able to kind of regroup, get our bodies healthy and, and get our minds right. We're excited for the opportunity to compete again. Uh, that's Craig Smith previewing uh, Fresno State. Interesting comments there about this is a team that's going to be a little more ISO. And very oriented. athletic. Here's the thing is when I was looking at some numbers, and you might have noticed this too, Eric, their guards shoot really well from the field. They are very, very high percentage shooters. Uh, they have the the Dion, is it Stroud, I believe is his name. Uh, he's the leading scorer in Mountain West home games for the Fresno Bulldogs. Uh, he's, what, scoring about 15.5 per game. He's shooting 53.5% from the field. And he's shooting 50% from deep. I mean, that's impressive. So, like, this guard duo can shoot the ball. And if, if you don't get a hand on the grill and they get some rhythm, could I mean, could get dangerous. Yeah, and certainly there's also a big focus with what they do in the paint. Um, they're a decent rebounding team. They get after it. They get a lot of offensive rebounds. Um, they, they have uh, had some success gathering more offensive rebounds than their opponents mm -hmm. through the regular season. And a big part of that is, uh, Coach said, they've got some big dudes. I mean, Orlando Robinson, he's a seven-footer. He's had six double-doubles so far this year. It's been a little while. It's been uh, almost a full month since he had his last double-double. But um, they, have some, they have some big players, and that's going to be a tall order for Nimi. That's going to be a fun matchup on the court. Yeah. Yeah. Or, or this Orlando, uh, Orlando Robinson, he put 33 points on Wyoming. Uh, he scored. He had a game against uh, San Jose where he put up like 23. So he can score. He can put points on the board. Uh, I don't know that he's very consistent with that, but he has that potential. Yeah, and the other thing about them, well, about uh, sorry about Hudson is well, their defense. Like when they allow under 60 points, they're 12 and 0. And I know it's a small sample size for Hudson, but that tells you how good their defense is, that if they can stop you and they can slow you down offensively, they can get the buckets on the other side. Um, and I know Aggies are pretty darn good, too, when they're allowing 60 or less points. I'll have to look at their record again. I can't remember exactly what it was. I know it's listed here in the notes from Kyle Cottom. Um, but they're just as good. This could be a, I mean, this could either be a slugfest defensive slobber knocker or a high-paced scoring you know, kind of a night. We just don't know which one we're going to get. I would more probably, honestly, rely on the defensive side of things because I think that's where the Aggies get all their offense is from defense. But and, and the, but the same, all it's like a mirror image for the Fresno State Bulldogs too. They get all their offense, all of it, hundred percent, from the defensive side of the court. Uh, here's uh, Coach Smith talking about uh, you, you talk about their guard play. They've got some really yeah. good guards, good shooters. So they can go with a little bit of a smaller lineup at times and uh, what kind of challenges that might pose for his Aggies who are the biggest team in, in college basketball. Well, I think Robinson's good no matter where you put him. <laughs> he, he, that guy's a player. Um, I mean, he's, he's, uh, he, he's got a unique game. He's so skilled. He shoots it. Not that he shoots a lot of threes, but he can make them, of course. He handles it well to his right and his left. He's a good passer. And then, of course, he can, he can score in the block. So, and, they, and they run a lot of isos for him, kind of at the mid-post area and even the top of the key. So, um, and, and the mid-post area and the elbow area. So, like, they, they move him around a lot, which is smart. Um, he puts a lot of pressure on you. And so, 
you know, that, that, but they're, they're hard to prepare for because they're like two different teams. When they play big, big, they play a certain way. And when they play, you know, Robinson is kind of like their five man. They play a different way in both ways. They put pressure on you. So you got to prepare for both. You know, it's a little, I mean, it's different, but we were kind of like that a couple of years ago when Nemi was the five and Quinn Taylor was the five. It was almost like two different teams. So it's uh, put a lot of pressure on you, you know, that they're an excellent offensive rebounding team, number two offensive rebounding team in the league. And part of that is just their size and their athleticism. When, I mean, when you can play Deion Stroud as a three, like that guy's a freak athletic. I mean, he is a freak. Like his highlight reel would be unbelievable. Uh, but then they play a little bit smaller, and he can be their foreman. In the same with um, um, my numbers got cut off on the stats. Anthony Holland, number 25, um, same thing. They can play small ball when he's the four, and you look at his numbers, 45 of his 52 shots are from the three. Um, but they can also play him at the three spot. So got to be ready. It's almost like two different teams, and you got to prepare for that. Number 11 for them, Christian Gray, is, you know, he's only six, five, but he's 250 pounds. So it'd be like a non-traditional. I mean, he puts pressure on you because he's just, uh, I mean, he just moves people out there. So there's a lot of ways to look at it. And I think that's a sign of, you know, good teams. You can play a lot of different ways and we're going to have to be able to adjust and see how they're playing and what works best for us, depending on, you know, our lineup and, and their lineup. But that's the thing that with these guys, when you play 11 guys, double digit at, when you have 11 guys that average double digits and the three other guys play almost every game. And it's just like, you just got to be on point and really understand their personnel. And we spent a little extra time this week learning their personnel. So we are on point with regardless of who they play. Yeah. They, the, a lot of guys will get, get in this game. They, they run a deep bench. Um, this, this coaching staff will throw a lot of, a lot of different looks at you. Now, he did mention Christian Gray. Um, you know, this is a guy who I don't know if he'll be extra motivated for Fresno State, but this is a guy who played community college just down the road at Salt Lake Community College. Oh, I didn't know that. Before going to Fresno State. Huh. So uh, he's 6'6, 250. I mean, he's a load. It's a monster. He's a load. So, um, you know, that that's. And the other guy that he didn't really mention was Isaiah Hill, great point guard, who's also scoring and averaging in double figures. About uh, ten points a game, so they've they've got three real guys that can come at you offensively, game after game. With Orlando Robinson, he's their primary focus at about almost sixteen points a game. Deion Stroud averaging about thirteen, and then Isaiah Hill, who's at about ten points a game. Yeah, the, and this guard challenge could be really good for the Aggies, or at least a good challenge for uh, Wooster, Ashworth, Marco. I still give our guards the advantage, though. I just don't feel like that Fresno backcourt seen what the Aggies bring in regards of talent, size, physicality, especially with Ashworth and Marco. I think they're going to give the Bulldogs a lot of problems. All right, we'll hear more from Craig Smith. We'll also get into our pick six, the six things we think might happen in the Super Bowl coming up this Sunday. And if you want to give Ajay some suggestions on Things to include in his pick six. He's taking recommendations. I want you to know, if I lose, it will be on you to deliver to Eric. It is not my responsibility. <laughs> no, no, no. You cannot yeah. pass the buck. Yep. I, That's not I allowed. Can. Yep. Court Press on Sports Talk Radio, 106.9 FM, 1390 AM. The Fan.
Eric France and Andre Salveson here on the Full Court Press. Uh, if you want to weigh in, your predictions for tonight, 435-339-0321. Or you can message us directly through the 106.9 The Fan mobile app, free to download. But you can take us with you wherever you may be. Um, so Utah State getting ready for Fresno State tonight. And um, it's a 7 o'clock tip-off. Al Lewis and Jalen Moore, they'll do their pregame coverage starting at 6 o'clock on our sister station, KVNU, 610 AM, 102.1 FM. And then uh, it's uh, as soon as the game's done, turn it on again. They'll break it down. Uh, Jalen always has such good analysis. Well, it's just so experience. Fun. I yeah. mean, it's just the experience of playing in big games, being great in big games, and and having that uh, knowledge of the game itself, unlike you and I. <laughs> um, even Al has incredible knowledge. Like when you listen to Al talk basketball, like the questions he asked coach, like it's pretty incredible. And I think he even took guard. Actually, I think I can't remember it was a press conference two years. No, I think actually last year. And uh, we were talking about I didn't understand what they say. And there wasn't really a lot to ask because the Spartans were just flat out bad, right? Well, Al goes in there and Al always gets the first question. It's it's seniority based and it's kind of that honor. But we Al asked two really smart, like player specific questions, and he and Coach answers the second one, and he kind of just shakes his head, and we're like, "Oh, it was a kind of a bad question." And then after he goes, "Al, I'm sorry. I just want you to know it wasn't a bad question. I'm just incredibly amazed how well you're prepared about each player. Like you might be my new scout next time." He was just <laughs> amazed. So uh, that's what you get during the pregame is is a great guy who who does a great job scouting the players and doing his homework. And, of course, like you said, a, a guy who's been there, done that on the court, big games, um, and a heck of a basketball player in himself and Jalen. So I always enjoy listening to the uh, postgame and, or pregame. And then you're on the postgame, right? Uh, I am going to be hanging out on the postgame today. Um, you need some popcorn? Uh, talk to John, our good friend John Russell. And uh, he's he's on the mend. He's making great strides. He's just not quite there yet. He's close. He's well, close. you know what? Progression is 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 great. So I'm yes. I'm glad he's doing better, and we're we're thinking about him. So hey, so if you want to watch the game today, I guess it's on Stadium or the Mountain West Network. But um, I'm perhaps seeing a rumor that the K Jazz may have been picked up picked up the game. Uh, they picked up Wyoming next week. But not the not the game tonight. I don't think so. I know they got Wyoming next week on February twelfth. I want to say FS one will pick up game two in their series against Fresno State. Yeah, I think I've seen some people posting that the game will be on KJS tonight, but I'm not seeing any other verification. Yeah, I I honestly I I know they got a Wyoming game next week. Um, but I don't think they have a Fresno game. Not that I know of, at least. And if stadium, yeah, if if stadium's got this one, and someone needs to tell that gal, AJ. No, no, someone needs to tell that gal on stadium. If she calls our Utah State Aggies, the Utah Aggies, one more time, <laughs> Utah, Aggies. I'm going to freaking lose it. Uh, I'm seeing something <laughs> else saying that there's a BYU game that's on K Jazz actually tonight. Hey, Kendall Exon uh, texted in or tweeted into our show. I'm sorry. Kendall Exon. I'm sorry I missed your tweet, my man. Uh, AJ says, I'm a computer genius, Eric. I need to teach you the ways. Also, AJ, 
I don't know how to save my files. <laughs> Good stuff. I, I deserve that one. I deserve that one. I deserve it. Know when you're pushing the X button what you're losing. What you're losing when you push the X button. Hey, uh, this Aggie team, Eric. Uh, oh, man, we got to go to break. Yep. Um, really quickly, just want to get through this. Uh, keys, predictions. Big men got to play well. Backcourt's got to really guard well. If you do that, I think the Aggies win this in a runaway. I've got Aggies, uh, I'll say, 75 to 60 over Fresno State. If Utah State can score more than 70 points, it means a Fresno loss. <laughs> That's kind of like they're, if they're, they can hold opponents to under 70 points, their odds of winning are like super high hmm. under this uh, coaching staff. Hmm. And I think Utah State will have some offensive success. Um, I was thinking Utah State 78 and Fresno State 62. I, I think okay. it'll be a good margin for the Aggies. Uh, two seven eight seven text in. Utah State gets a good win, 82-67. Ooh. And he also says, for the Super Bowl, go Chiefs. As a lifelong Bucks fan, I want Super Bowl number two. That's all I'm saying. Life, lifelong? We need a new definition of lifelong because apparently your definition is really uh, short. And how would you know? It's very short. You life weren't hanging span. out with me when I was six years old. The Aggies, the Jazz, the high schools, the full court press on Sports Talk Radio, 1069 FM, 1390 AM, The Fan. Eric France and Ajay Salveson, Utah State Aggies, taking on the Fresno State Bulldogs tonight, 7 o'clock on Stadium on the Mountain West Network. Those are the places you can watch it online. Uh, before the game, tune in to KVNU. Starting at 6 o'clock, Al Lewis and Jalen Moore will break it down, give you their keys, and then uh, right up until tip-off, and then is immediately after the game hits all zeros, uh, J- uh, Al, Jalen, and myself will uh, yeah start to break it down. See what happened. Uh, but I think that Utah State, just the way that they responded at UNLV, and a little extra time to re- recuperate and prepare. Uh, I just I like their chances in this one. I think the Aggies take care of business. I I, I like them by double digits. Yeah, me too. I think this is a runaway. Strong double digits. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Nine four six three. Uh, has anyone else noticed how similar the Jazz Aggie seasons have been? Slow starts for the first few games. Got hot on a win streak. Had a tough loss. Bounced back. Insane defensive ratings. Massive dominant centers. Holy crap. We sure are blessed as USU and Jazz fans to be able to watch such great ball year in and year out. Other states don't have that much luck. Good that point. is really crazy, actually. As, as I was reading that, I'm like, oh my gosh. He's right. Oh. It's good stuff. We're on KJazz tonight on Dish? Uh, okay. Well, we'll double-check and verify that. Um, I just saw something that said That's that, great if we that are. BYU was going to be tonight on KJazz, so maybe we'll... No, didn't their game I'm get canceled? I'm going to look up my, my, uh, my Dish now Do you have your phone. TV guide? Yeah. Pull that out. I'm going to... I'll flip through the pages and see what it <laughs> says. <laughs> we'll get through our pick six. As well, coming up next hour. Is that the one with the Rosie O'Donnell cover? <laughs> I don't know. It's usually stuck in the bathroom, so we'll see if you can dig it out. <laughs>
<laughs> That's all coming up next hour of the Full Court Press. This is Above the Noise. Yesterday, we were reminded just how tenuous Super Bowl 55 really is. The Chiefs had 20 players and staff members, including Patrick Mahomes, scheduled to get a haircut from a barber who tested positive. They actually pulled the barber mid-cut with center Daniel Kilgore. Kilgore and receiver Demarcus Robinson were placed on the COVID list because of contact tracing. Still a couple of days to go, and we hope everyone on both teams stays healthy and avoids exposure. We know from experience that a championship game doesn't change anything. The Dodgers pulled Justin Turner after the seventh inning of their World Series clinching Game 6 win. Hopefully the NFL won't face that situation. In hindsight, obviously the Chiefs shouldn't have started haircuts until the Barber's test came back. Imagine if Mahomes had sat in that chair. He wouldn't be able to practice this week and the game would be transformed. Let's hope that nothing else happens and we get to see the Buccaneers and Chiefs at full strength on Super Bowl Sunday. I'm Dan Patrick and this is Above the Noise. The Aggies, the Jazz, the high schools. If it's the sport you care about, we're talking about it. The Full Court Press on Sports Talk Radio, 106.9 FM, 1390 AM. The Fan. What's going on, everybody? Eric France and Ajay Salveson here on the Full Court Press getting you ready for Utah State at Fresno State coming up a little bit later on tonight. Tips off at 7 o'clock, and if we just paid attention to what Utah State puts out on their own social media channels, we would have known the answer. Yeah. <laughs> this question that came up last hour. Well, if we just listen to our texters and trust what they text us, that'd probably be better too, right? That's There's that too. Never doubt our text. Never line. doubt our text listeners. Uh, Yeah, KJAZ tonight, 7 o'clock. Be there, be square. I'm, but I'm still sticking to my ultimatum. If she freaking says once, Utah Aggies, <laughs> I'm going to lose it. And I will break my TV. And, um, yeah, she will be grounded. And I will let Stadium know about her. And she needs to be suspended for offensive language. <laughs> offensive language. Yeah. You all, you're okay with being a call to Utah? Because I guarantee our listeners... Or diehard Aggie fans don't want to hear, Utah Aggies up by five. No. All right? No, we do not want to hear that. Especially not in that voice. Uh, me, uh, Okay, so uh, we've had several different predictions come through. Nine three one five Doesn't have a necessarily a score, but does have a margin. USU by 15 points tonight. Yes, you don't need a, you don't need a score if you got a margin. That's sexy. 15 plus, I like it. Which was what yours was it? Eighty two sixty seven? Is that what you said? No. What did you say? Um, I said seventy eight sixty two. I think is what I said. Or 63. oh, and mine was seventy five sixty. Yeah. Okay. So mine was fifteen. Got it. Uh, two seven eight seven. Utah State gets a good one. Eighty two to sixty seven. You already said that one. Yeah. Let's go Chiefs. No. You had to really put that one yeah. out there again, didn't yeah. you? It's good. To, good reminder of that one. Missed it the first time. Not the second time though. <laughs> Good gosh. Hey, I We've know- also had several lines uh, come through to help yes, AJ out. Yes. So we're doing our pick six Super Bowl relative, all Super Bowl in the pick six. Need some lines. Give me what you got. 435-339-0321. Again, 435-339-0321. We've got a shortened show. We're going to be off at 517 due to Utah Jazz Atlanta Hawks basketball. Uh, so text in your lines right now. Give me your lines, and I'll pick three that I need to use. For the Super Bowl, Bucks, 
Chiefs coming up on Sunday. Three lines, 435-339-0321. So I'm, I'm excited for this. Um, I want to get back to Utah State and Fresno State. Yeah. Uh, well, Fresno, his, they've got some players, definitely. They've got three guys that are average double-double, yeah. excuse me, double figures. They've got a seven-footer who's picked up several double-doubles this year. He can score in the paint. They like to ISO him in the in the paint. So it's going to put some pressure on Nimi to hold his own, stay out of foul trouble. But if he does have to sit, Trevin Dorius will get minutes and could see significant minutes in this game as it is because this is a team that can throw multiple big guys at you. Uh, so how do we feel about Trevin Dorius and how he's coming along as a player? Mm. Uh, mm. Before we get Coach's answer, I want to get your answer. How do you feel about Trevin Dorius and how he's coming along as a player? Grown and got better, needs to improve on a lot of things, though. I still don't think he's physical enough. I need to see him get mean. I want to see an angry Dorius. Like, when we get angry Nimi, he's unstoppable. I want to see what angry Dorius can do. Like, he's too nice of a guy. Like, quit being nice. They're not your friends. You don't go out and hang out with those guys. Okay? <laughs> you don't like them. They don't like you. They make fun of you when they see you on film. They make fun of you and they laugh. You don't, you're not friends with people who make fun of you. Um, I think that he needs to continue to be aware of what's going on around him. Uh, I think he's doing a better job, but I think there's there are some times where he gets a little lost in where he's supposed to be, and then he has to try to react to the play, and sometimes is there late or gets uh, picks up a, a cheap foul. Um, but um, I, I do like how he is asserting himself a little bit more offensively. Uh, I'd love and with you. I'd like to see him be more assertive. Have that confidence. You you have the size. Yeah. You have the strength. Uh, you don't need to worry about trying to finesse. There's not very many guys in the league that have your size, so use it. Absolutely. I'm with you. Now, let's hear what Coach Craig Smith has to say about Trevin Dorius and about his progression and how he could be used why you're laughing. in this uh, Aggie system. Trevin's made a lot of plays for us. You know, he impacts the game in a very positive way. Uh, he, he's an, I would say he's an elite screener role defender. I mean, he's a big man, and he's a very athletic man. Uh, his numbers are off the charts in, a, in the weight room with, with Coach Ogden, um, whether it's strength and condition, you know, whether it's lifting or running. I mean, he's a freak athlete. He's a very good athlete. And so he's really improved understanding the game, having a feel for the game, knowing what he needs to do, understanding positioning, in like shrinking the floor, that's one thing Kata does so well. And that's where Nimi's made huge progress. Or I'm sorry, that's where um, Trevin has made huge progress. And then on the other side of the floor, he's made great progress with um, like knowing who he is and what he is and just having like the same type of deal, the feel to understand when to go into a ball screen, when to go into a, you know, a flare screen or a down screen, when to post up. He's really improved his touch around the basket. Has improved dramatically. That hasn't always shown in the games yet, um, but it will show eventually because he does it in practice. And sometimes you just sometimes there can be a little bit of a you know just taking it from practice to a game and just feeling comfortable with that. Trevin's good, but he's playing behind. I mean, Kata is you know 
does what he does. And so he's behind a really, really good player. But I mean, Trevin's got a, a bright, bright future. And, you know, he still has, he's a sophomore, which means next year he gets to repeat his sophomore year. So he still has three and a half seasons to go, but we're very pleased with the progress that he has made. And the other thing with Trevin, he's going to give everything he's got all the time. And so he's always going to do that, but now he's carrying it out on the mental side and understanding just conceptually what we're trying to do, and he's fitting right in perfectly. And then one more question, Coach. Uh, Leon Rice about a month ago talked about how he would like to see the Mountain West Conference tournaments shrink, shrunk down from 11 teams to meet What? What was that? You know what, Jay? Eric, when I, when I tell you to play a clip, I don't mean for you to be playing two questions. Okay? You play one clip. Good for you. Good for you, Eric. Yeah, yeah, Eric, I got them all the clips. They're all ready. All ready now. You can play them. Oh, okay. You know what? My bad. I'm sorry I cut them in five minutes. All right. I tried. It's never good enough for you, is it? Crap I deal with and the lack of appreciation I get. All you just got to do is click save. <laughs> Would you like to save your work? I freaking hate you. You know yes. that? I freaking hate Why, you. yes. No, don't. Yes, Shut I up. would. You know what? That would be fantastic. Get a life. No, but I like what he had to say about Trevin. Me too. Uh, he's he's and improving. He's, right. he's growing. He's uh, doing the screen and roll better. Um, and uh, continue he's, to work in the weight he's room. He's more offensively aware, I can tell you that. Yes. I, think, I think last year he looked completely lost at times. Yeah, he's me. we didn't see a lot of him last year. So we're seeing him regularly. We see him every night. Um, some nights we see him for extended periods. Um, and they need him. Aggies need him. So that Nimi doesn't have that stress like... Uh, if I get in a little bit of foul trouble, I have to change how I play the game because I cannot leave the court. So there is still a, a difference defensively and offensively between Keta and Dorius, but uh, Dorius is working on trying to close that gap. Yeah, well, it, it's a big gap. I mean, you're talking about a guy who's an All-American for crying out loud. Let's, yeah. He'll, uh, Dorius will never be an All-American, but I think he's going to be a good basketball player. Will he be a starter, or will he always be a backup? No, he'll be a starter. He'll start next year. Yeah. Assuming that Namish leaves. That's a big assumption to be making right now, to be honest with you, too. Yeah, that's true. Uh, 9310, text in. Miller gets lots of shots. 70 to 60. Oh. I like Miller getting lots of shots as long as he makes them. 9315. I would like to see Ajay at age 10 with a pick that has some something bucks on it. So Pass the test of not being a bandwagoner. That's a great question. It's a great comment. It's a great thought. Um, so we had Kodak cameras back then, and I used to think that you just take the picture and then you throw the camera away. Like I, I never understood what the Kodak camera <laughs> throw was. Throw the camera so away. So then I would take the picture. I, I created the word selfie before anybody knew it. And I'd take pictures of me in Bucks jerseys, and then i chuck the little plastic camera. Because I thought it was a toy. I didn't know it was real. Mm. Mom got, got really angry. Disposable cameras? Yeah, she got really angry. I didn't know. I swear. Who, who was on your jersey back then when you were 10? Oh, man. Uh, so I had an old... I had an old uh, young jersey. I had No, I did. I had Wait, you old had an old Steve young, young jersey? That sounds like an oxymoron. No, an old Steve Young jersey. Eric, come on. <laughs> um. Yeah, I had an old... Young's jersey, um, and uh, I loved it. I also had a uh, um, 
a Trent Dilfer jersey. And uh, oh, and I all, oh, dude, I loved my. Stop uh, googling over there. I'm not googling. You were googling. I'm not googling who was anything. on the roster when no, I was ten I have years that old? I just couldn't remember the guy's name. Derek Brooks. <laughs> Stop. Yeah, I bought his jersey in '95 because I knew he'd be something great. And you know what? He was the 2000. He he like what won the Super Bowl MVP in 2002. And I knew he'd be great, so I kept his jersey. <laughs> All right, we're running out of time. And then my mom threw it away because I got grounded. Utah Jazz punishment. are on the road at the Atlanta Hawks pregame at 520, which means we have to be out at 517. So let's get to our pick six. All right, you won. All no, Super Bowl I, related. You won I last won. time. Yes. So I'm going to defer the kickoff. Okay. And you go first. When the Super Bowl is, uh, is done, the winning team will do a Gatorade bath or Powerade bath to their coach. Okay. What color will it be? Blue. Blue. I'm going to say orange. I'm going to say orange. Okay. Yeah, orange for the Bucks. I like it. <laughs> Wouldn't it be red? For the be Bucks? orange. Classic throwback. Okay, shortest, which will be, which will take, uh, which will be shorter? Take the least amount of time. Okay. The shortest scoring drive or the national anthem? Ooh, the national anthem has been averaging around 235. So which will take place in the least amount of time? The shortest scoring drive or the national anthem? I'm going to say scoring drive. I am also going to say scoring drive. Really? Over the national anthem? Yes. Wow. Okay. Mahomes and that team can strike quickly. <clears throat> um, and then, speaking of songs, how many songs will be performed during the halftime show? Oh, dude, I don't know. It's I'm like setting the, the line at seven and a half. Dude, it's the weekend. I don't even know what songs take they play. The over or the under? Do they create a uh, rock and roll? Um, under. I, and you won't even know. I'm going to say over. You're not even going to know. That's such a horrible line. That's okay. such a bad line. Um, okay, 2787 brings up a good one here. How many times do they bring up Tom Brady's age? I'm going to set the line. Oh, man, if he wins, it's going to be a lot. So I'm going to say four and a half over under. Uh, four and a half. I'm going to go over. I'm going to go over. Uh, two four one seven. Travis Kelsey over under ninety five yards in catches. Travis Kelsey receiving yards. Just gonna write it a little better. Uh, how many? Ninety five. Ninety five. Ninety five straight. Ninety five and a half. Ninety. Oh no, let's go ninety five and a half. Thank you. Um, I'm gonna say under. Yeah, this defense is good, and he's got a lot of weapons. I'm going to say under. Okay. Uh, 9315, I'm going to kind of edit his question just a little bit and, and, and twerk it um, a bit. Twerk it? Yeah, like adjust it, twerk it. Twerk it. Yes. Okay. Uh, how many timeouts? Who uses their first two timeouts? Chiefs or Bucks? Who uses first 
two timeouts? Yeah, who uses their first two timeouts first? Okay. Uh, I'm going to say... Uh, I'm going to say the Chiefs. I'm going to say Bucks. Good. Yeah, I think the Bucks will. We need a tiebreaker. Score. Okay. 27-24 Bucks. All right. Um, I'm going to say... I'm going to say 34... Wow. 34 to 28 Chiefs. 38 to 24? 34 to 28. Oh. I was about to come over there and slap you. <laughs> That's disrespectful. 34 to 28. That's it. Have a great night, everybody. We'll see you tomorrow.